Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is a son of Bishop Daguid Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Makaras Church Teshi in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Daguid Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Not because I've been so faithful, not because I've been so good, your loving arms protect me, shelter me from sin. You were there when I was lonely, you were there when all my pain guiding my footsteps shelter from the rain and it was you make my life complete you are to me my everything that is why I sing Jesus I love you because you care I couldn't imagine if you weren't there Jesus I love you because you care I couldn't imagine if you were in there not because I've been so faithful not because I've been so good your loving arms around me provide my every need you were there when i was lonely you were there in all my pain guiding my footsteps shelter from the rain and it was you make my life complete you were to me my everything that is why i sing jesus i love you because you care i couldn't imagine if you weren't there I love you because you care I couldn't imagine if you weren't there you are the rock of my salvation 
You're the peace in my storms. Guiding my footsteps. Shelter from the rain. You are Alpha and Omega. My beginning and the end. My strong tower. My dearest and best friend, and it was you. You make my life complete. You were to me my everything. That is why I say, Jesus, I love you. Because you care, I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. Jesus, I love you because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. I love you because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. You are the rock of my salvation. You are the peace in my storms. Your loving arms protect me, shelter me from harm. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Guiding my footsteps, my dearest and best friend, and it was you. Complete. You are to me my everything. That is why I say, Jesus, I love you because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. I love you because you care. I couldn't imagine if you weren't there. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Because you care, Jesus, I love you, I love you, Jesus, I love you, I love you, Jesus, I love you, I love you, because you care. Jesus, I love you, I love you. 
Jesus, I love you, I love you. Jesus, I love you, I love you. Because you care. Jesus, I love you. I love you, Lord. Because you Let us put our hands together for Jesus. The Bible says that greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. The Bible says that for a righteous man, perchance some may choose to die but God commanded his love towards us or showed us his love in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and that's why the Bible says that this is the greatest love you know your mother may love you but there are some lines they won't cross for you last week I went to visit my mother and I told her that look as I've come to visit you, the way God has because you must pay for my fuel. <laughs> she just looked at my face and it didn't mind me at all. So as I was going, I said, ah, I was not joking, no. She looked at my face and said, eh. And I said, no, I was joking, I was joking. But why is I was joking? I expected her to say, oh, no. She didn't mind me. So I left. Then I went to visit her again two days later. Where I got, I said, ah, Mommy, the last time when I came, I was telling you about paying for my fuel. You didn't mind me. She said, and up to today, she has still not paid for that fuel. I saw that even though she loves me, even just my fuel, she will even pay for me. But Jesus didn't just give me um, something. He gave me his blood, though, not fuel. He gave me his blood. The, the love of Jesus for me is greater than my mother's love. Do you think that, look, the Bible says that he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. He gave him to die for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You see, I want us to commit our lives to Jesus again this morning. Today is Palm Sunday we remember how Jesus entered into Jerusalem. You know, in the book of Daniel, he prophesied and said, in a week, two, no, um, in a time, times and half a time, Jesus would enter the consolation of Israel shall come. I read a Bible historian who said that from the day Daniel spoke that prophecy, that a day to this, it meant 1320 years and then the man showed how exactly after what from the day the day that daniel gave that prophecy was the day jesus entered into jerusalem and the man said that that's why jesus christ said if thou had known on this day even in this day the things that make for your peace but at last they are hidden from your eyes and so i want us to know that when we come to Jesus, it is for our benefit and he renews his love for us. The Bible says daily we 
eat of his benefits. I want us to rededicate our lives to God this morning and invite him once again to come into our lives. Many of us are at different levels of spirituality and relationship with God. And I just want us to renew our relationship with God as we um, start this morning service for 30 seconds. Just pray. Rededicate your life to God. No matter how far you've gone, no matter how near you think you are, there are still deeper levels and there are still levels of relationship that you can grow into in the name of Jesus. It's going to be a blessing for you. He said, if thou had known even on this day, even today, the things that make for your peace. Let's welcome Jesus into our lives once again, once again. Not into the church, into your life. Rashu kefali basika tobali musakataya. Ramishako fali musima kafala. Karume sheketo sebelebe semeke fola basima kaya. Father, we thank you for today. We invite Jesus into our lives once again. We invite Jesus into our lives to be our Lord and personal Savior. Oh, Jesus. We commit our lives and we rededicate our lives into your hands. Everybody here, we say come and be Lord and Master over our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together as you take your seats. You are welcome to church. Today is Palm Sunday. We are remembering how Jesus... Ah, I thought there was something going on. I mean, if you have your palm branch, you can wave it. Only one committed Christian. Look, by faith, you can make your hand your palm branch. Amen. And let's welcome Jesus into our lives. Amen. Today, I want to end the series I've been sharing on um, preparation of the gospel. And appropriately, the title of this morning's message is Prepare. To prepare is to set your house in order. To prepare is to set your house in order. And like I've been saying, to prepare is to get something ready for use or for consideration. And for example, when you are preparing for marriage, you need to go through counseling, you know, to prepare you for marriage. Because marriage is not, you know, when we're making the vows, we say it is not to be entered into wantonly. or unadvisedly but in reverence if you know what you are entering you enter into it reverently with much counseling with much admonition and in the fear of the Lord and now the years have gone by we've seen the differences between marriages where they were counseled and even both before and then during their marriage and marriages where they were not counseled Sometimes you even need midstream corrections. Amen. So where does it, the Bible say that in the multitude of counseling, there is safety. Multitude. Not a little. Multitude of counseling. There is safety. So when you have somebody who talks a lot about your marriage and about marriage, it's a thing to be appreciated. And the Bible says that, and with good advice, make war. 
Marriage is like a war because the devil is fighting marriage. As soon as God instituted the first marriage, he went there, told the woman, don't mind God. And after today, he tells women, don't mind your head. Because there's nothing new under the sun. So you need somebody who can tell the woman, mind the head. Yes. Opposite to what the devil says. First wedding that Jesus has, has gone to, wine is finished. Satan is constantly fighting marriage. And so that's why I said, and with good advice, with good advice, you'll be able to win the war of your marriage. Amen. So, you need preparation. How to look in their marriage. How to smell in their marriage. Yes. Because when the smell is not working, you'll be surprised at things that will not work. And you will learn in marriage that everything has an effect on everything. Marriage is not compartmentalized. You see that the food has an effect on the happiness, which has an effect on the children, which may even have an effect on their education. Look, one day I was in Liberia, <laughs> in a town called Habel. Hey! And I saw a marriage between an accusatory woman and a submissive husband. <laughs> I cannot lie. You see, but what struck me was something the husband said. Because we got to the house around 11 o'clock in the night. The children were wide awake watching cartoons on a school night. Yes. Ho! And the hall. Ho! Confusion, you think it's Ukraine? Mariupol. <laughs> Could she hear? A 90 here? Boxer shorts on the TV. Oh, but you know, as I sat down, spoke to the husband, spoke to her, like what's going on suddenly. As the woman was speaking, 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 then I told them, Wait, wait. Then I went to my car and I bought out this book. At that time, it was called Aspersions, now called Those Who Accuse You. Because I saw that the woman was at out of the 15 stages, or sorry, age of the accuser, she was at stage number three. So I said, Wait, I didn't want her to think that when she finished, I didn't want her to finish speaking. Then she would think that when she finished, then Bishop wrote the book. So I told her, Wait. Then I went to my car and brought <laughs> those who accuse you and gave it to the man to read. And I believe I. When he read the book, then he took the book like this. I don't know if he thought when he opened the page, you see the author in it. He opened the book like this. Then he looked at the camera, then turned it back. He said, what is this? I was looking at him quietly, but I, but I knew what was happening to him. So when he finished examining the book physically, then I asked him, why? Then he said, about my marriage is in the book <laughs> to the extent that the husband said he had bought his wife a taxi so that the wife can earn money when he hired a taxi driver for the taxi 
that in the morning take my wife to work to the market anywhere she wants to go then the wife called the driver for a meeting do you know the driver she gave the driver a list of women he should not pick i was sitting there i'm not lying she get, when you see this person by the road and she stops you don't stop this person don't pick this person a long list of women he should not pick yes i said he was looking at the book they must say ah he looked at the book then he turned the back i didn't know what he, he would look to see at the back open the page he said everything about my marriage he said how much is it i said it's a gift for you by not happened the next day when i went after i began to counsel them the first sign i noticed was the hall was tidy and the children were asleep by nine o'clock the children were asleep then the man told me that every time there's unhappiness in the house the children don't sleep early they don't wake up i said everything affects everything but you not even know you may think, oh, I'm just doing this. You may think, oh, I'm just behaving like this. But you see, that's why you are prepared for the marriage. If you like, watch. Those who don't take counseling seriously. Because huh. the Bible says that and with good advice, make war. In the multitude of counseling, you will be safe. The Bible says that it is not within a man to direct his own path. Can't make it. To prepare is to set your house. You say you want to be rich without advice. How can it be? Where did you come into life? <laughs> Many years ago, 1998, I heard more than you can carry convention. And Bishop made a statement that we are dollarizing the church. I'll never forget. Really, do you re- remember? That we are dollarizing that everything that will now be dollars. Yes. I heard it. They said, I'm taking a dollar offering. So I said, I didn't have money. I remember I went to change money into $20 and sold a seed of $20. Many years ago. But seeds grow. And when I also became a type of father, one day I said, everybody start saving in dollars. Many years ago, start saving in dollars. At that time, the economy was much more what stable. I said, everybody saving dollars. Open dollar savings accounts. As the years went by, one day dollar got to 8.49. And some some rumors went that even went to nine. Then I asked those, did you open dollar savings account? Somebody said, I opened, but there's nothing in it. <laughs> Somebody said, I tried, but it's not working. Somebody said this, one person said this, and one person said that. Then one person said, Apostle, he said, I obeyed you. He said, I'm shy to say I'm happy that the dollar is now at 8.4. Yes. I don't want to say it, but that's the feeling in my heart. In the multitude of counsel, you'll be safe. Yes. When you can follow counseling and advice, 
you'll be safe. Because the person advising you, he's advising you because he knows something you don't know. That's, that's why there's, there's no other reason why he's advising you apart from there's something he knows he knows you don't know. Anyway, so set your house in order. Second Kings chapter 20 verse 1. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set your house in order because you shall die and not live. How many of you know that even if you live to be 120, 130, 140, I don't want to spoil your faith confession, 150, 170, you will still die one day. <laughs> How many of you know that even if you spend even Methuselah, 969, you will still die at the age of 969. Give me a wave of your hand. Ah, okay. So, Bible says, because you will die, set your house in order. Jesus is coming to visit us. All. The Bible says, he said, Luke chapter 19, verse 44. He said, if thou had known on this day, the day of your visitation, like I'm visiting, how many of you have that? One day, I was at home. Then I felt like playing a trick on somebody. So I called the person and said, I'm at your door. Come and open the door. Hey, the person screamed. Hey, 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 hey. That was quiet. I said, you come and open the door. Say, wait, 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 wait. Then I began to laugh. I said, I'm at home. The person said, ah, like the way I was dressed. No. That's why I panicked. You see, when you are visited and announced, you see that you are hot. One day, I took Sally home. <laughs> And in the night, we had closed from church. And when we got to a house, I said, oh, I don't know where you live because there are other tenants. I don't know. So I'd like to, go. I mean, as a church member, I'd like to go and see your, where you are. Hey! Then the steps suddenly became a bit slower. <laughs> a bit slower. Because, I mean, when we got the guy, we were just walking maybe to the gate. I said, oh, I want to see where you live. Then the steps became a bit... <laughs> So, the more we approached the door of her room, the slower the steps got. Now, to put the key in the door, she has turned around and is looking at me. And I myself, in the multitude of unspoken counsel, in the multitude of body language, so, as a good shepherd, as a good shepherd, I took the initiative and said, it's not a good time to enter her room, isn't it? She said, no, Apostle. <laughs> so I said, don't worry. I'll come again another time. And I never went again another time. <laughs> you see, I'm saying that then, when things happen unannounced, you are found in your real state. That's why the Bible says, always prepare to meet your God because in the issue of preparing to meet your God for that one there's no prior warning 
Because if there is, none of us will ever follow God. Can't you see that people who fall sick for a long time before they die, they change. Like they know they are going to die, that like their sickness, they cannot be go- Oh, they all become like, they, they, they listen to podcasts. They have their daily first time. Anybody who comes to visit them, they share the word of God. They are the best Christians. Because they have time, or they have been given time to set their house in order. But David said, I don't care what your faith confession is. David said, we are but a step away from death. Every one of us here in this room knows somebody who was born again like us, who is dead. Yes. Starting from Jesus, he's the most famous person who died young. Jesus. The one who came to give, to give us life. And that's more abundantly. 33, he died. Hey, these, these days, when I see, ob, see obituary, I don't know why they write their age big. <laughs> You see, your age, the person is dead at your age. Ish. The worst one is when you see somebody who is dead at your next age. <laughs> Have you seen that one before? Yeah. Like, I'm 45, I'll see somebody. 46. I don't like that one at all. Because I see, hey, Charlie, what is this? The one I'm happy about, what I see, 44. Ah, I've, I've crossed. <laughs> You see, the thing about death is it is parallel to life. Life and death are parallel. So as you are walking, then you just step on the other side and, and then you are dead. That's why even in, even in the Bible, they didn't say you have, you have died. They say he has fallen asleep. But it's so neatly. Have you seen some people who sleep like they are dead before? Some people, when they sleep, eh, they don't move. They don't cough. They don't like the way they lay down, they can be there like that. Then there are some even when you try to wake them, Peter, they have to send an angel to hit them before you wake up. Some people they sleep like they are dead because death and life are similar. That's why God said, even though you are alive, prepare, set your house in order. The house of your life. Be ready to die today. You see, we never think, because we confess, you shall cross 17 with ease. Don't you know people who say we shall cross 17 with ease who are buried? Hmm. How do you set your life, your house in order? Number one, by winning souls. Not by becoming rich. Prepare to die by being a soul winner. Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that wins souls is wise. Because 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 and 10 It says For we know that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ Everyone, whether you like it or not, you will appear there. Maybe on earth, you may never go to court and never appear before a judge. But when you stand before a judge, eh, that's when you will know that your opinion, who you think you are, 
what you think the decision should be is out of your hand. It's in the judge's hand. And what he says is final. That's why I said. We must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the reward or punishment for the things he has done in his own body. Because God has given you your will. It's not God's decision again as whether you evangelize or not. He has said already Matthew 28, 19, Mark chapter 16 and several other places in the Bible. Acts 1 in plenty. Go and win so that's whether you obey him or not. It is up to you. The thing that you have done in your body according to that figure, whether it's good or bad. Verse 10. <laughs> Verse 10. Whether it is good or bad, whether you have one source or not, you will be judged or rewarded. Number two. Set your house in order by shining as a soul winner. You see, the problem is we feel that it's to the pastor's benefit that you come to church. You see, the pastor's job is to preach. Oh. The pastor's job, it is God's job to make the church grow. <laughs> Not the pastor's job. It's God's job. The pastor's job is to preach. Whether the church grows, Paul planted Apollos water, it is God who gave the increase. Not the pastor's job. God gave the increase. But the Bible says in Daniel 12, 3, see that, and they that shall be wise shall shine, and they that be wise shall shine at the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness shall shine at the stars forever. Forever. You see, because there's a difference between winning souls and turning someone to righteousness. Turning someone to righteousness, it takes time hey, to convince a sinner to stop sinning because as soon as you tell him, turn from a sinful way, the first reaction is you are judgmental. You are holier than thou. If they are doing something bad, and I say the Bible says stop, even if, I'm, even if I'm judgmental, does that mean you should disobey the Bible? One day, I saw a girl. Top champion A1 fornicator. So, I told her, break up your relationship. Break up. Call the guy now. If you don't call him, I can call him for you. And break up the relationship. She said, no, I'll call him myself. So, she picked her phone. I said, call now. So, when she dialed, and something said no, no. She should, so, I, so I told her, cut the call. So she cut it. Then I asked her, "What are you going to tell him?" <laughs> when you picked up, what will you say? Then she said, "I'll tell him that I am with my pastor, and he says I should tell you that." <laughs> she said she would tell that I'm with my pastor, and he says I should tell you that we should break up the relationship because we are fornicating. That's it. Is it me who said break up or is it the Bible who says break up? <laughs> of course, you can imagine she didn't break up the relationship. And that when she broke up in front of me and she said, hello? When she was in the, U- in the Uber going with her, hello? I'm very sure I was with my pastor. She was putting a lot of pressure on me. But do you know that? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Is it me? Look, the Bible says those who turn many to righteousness, like your efforts, your work, your constancy, you are on it. Hey, you go on their profile, status, WhatsApp, to go and check what's going on there. And you can say that, hmm, there's unrighteousness here. Yes, our God. And then you call. <laughs> and then you call the person. Now look, you cannot ah, do this. You cannot go here. Stop it. Hey, who is this person? Why put his hand around you? No, no, no. Can two work together? And you are talking to ten the person. So one day the person said, look, once I was a sinner, but now, saved by grace. Yes. You are checking. You are on it. You are on visitation. You are not giving up. You take uh, One day I went on visitation. They didn't know what I was coming to do in their house. A group of about eight girls. I went there around midnight. Everybody wear your nine, uh, dress up well and come to the hall for meeting. The person was there, stand outside at the door. What I'm coming to do tonight, you can't be here. When they came, they said, how is everybody? I said, okay. Everybody, I'm giving you five seconds. Go and bring your phone from your room here. When they came, I said, one logo, logo line. You, Unlock your password and go and stand in the corner. Open your WhatsApp. Those who have put code on WhatsApp, unlock that one too. Hey, what I saw that day. You know, that's why I saw that. One of the worst things to see in life is somebody talking about you. And I say, I don't like that thing again. What I, see, and me, the way I am, I can make my face straight. You even know what I've seen now. The problem afterwards, nobody knew what I had seen. So they didn't know whether they should come and apologize. In case you apologize for something I have not seen, then I'll not say that, ah, what did you see? Or what did you say? Really? So now, tension. E, tension. Somebody who had gone to fornicate and say, did Reverend ask you whether we are fornicated? And what did you say? Hey, keep our secret forever. You cannot tell. And as I looked at it, my face was straight. So you know, even when that what chat am I looking at? But after that day, I said, I look, the emotional, I don't like that thing again. It's true. But if you but through those things that I was turning people to righteousness. Yes, turning people. I'll come to your house. Midnight. Who is in the room with you? Come out. <laughs> I'm going to Ghana. Before I go, I curse bed to bed, house to house, room to room. Cursing with anointing oil. Yes. If you are both going for the game. Even one choir director, he was going, they finished visitation, we were going to drink water. When he got to the door, he said, I can't come in. To drink water, he said, bring me the water outside. <laughs> yes. 
Because I've checked every mail. Once you are not a female, once you are, if you enter, you are cursed. One Nigerian boy said I didn't believe in cursing. Okay. He entered. He went mad. Your parents have sent you to school to learn uh, whatever they sent you to learn. You are coming to chase my sheep. I said, I'll be there. I gather girls for you. No, no, no. He went mad. They sent him back to Nigeria. As soon as he landed at Mutala Muhammad, he became normal again. Yes, you want to go and stay with my sheep. Journey made to righteousness. Shine at the stars forever. I don't want to come to Ghana. Let's stay in India and Gambia. And one day, a girl who used to sing for me. Oh, I came to Ghana for homecoming. Then I had a dream. Oh, in the dream. She was in the car with a guy. Then I went to sit in the back seat of the car. It was a Saturday evening. As I was in the back seat in the dream, they drove to the beach. When they got there, it began to rain. And they were chatting in the car, holding each other out in the back seat. The man driving, the girl who sings for me, is in the passenger seat. And I was quiet in the back seat. Oh. Then when it was raining and they couldn't go to the beach, they went somewhere. As it was raining, and they fornicated in the car with me in the car, in their dream. So when I went back to the country, I expected her to talk to me before, because in, in the morning, I texted her, how are you? Is everything okay? Did you go for rehearsal yesterday? He said, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. So when I went back to the country, I called her for a meeting. I said, ah, on such and such a day, what happened? Did you go for rehearsal? Pastor, those days I was pastor. Pastor Albert, that's how they used to call me. Pastor Albert. No, I didn't go. What happened? Were you with this boy? Yes. What did, where did you go? We went to the beach. Then in order to make the conversation very quick, then I said, when you went to the beach, it began to rain. And when it began to rain, you couldn't go to the beach and you were wearing this dress. He was wearing this dress. And then you went here. I said, how did you know? I was in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the back seat. <laughs> and I said, and this happened, and this happened. I said I was in the back seat of the car. So it was quiet. Turning people to righteousness. Hey, we have fought with me. One day there was a pastor. If you want to go and for the case, you go to his house, he'll give you his bedroom. A pastor. Oh, yes. What I did to that fellow? Ha! Today he doesn't do his left from his right. Oh, yes. You cannot, my sheep want to fornicate. You say they should come to your house. Hmm. Turning people, it is an effort. When you are turning people to righteousness, it's the same as you are turning them from unrighteousness. It's the same as you are turning them from the devil, and you can be sure the devil will react. See the problems I go through. Number three. Set your house in order by serving God with all your heart. Look, let me tell you something. If this church does not exist, it won't change God. 
If the choir doesn't exist, it won't change God. If you don't wear a good Friday t-shirt, it won't change God. If you don't play the drums, it won't change God. If you don't, what do we do in church? If you are not an airport site, it won't change God. If none of us were born, it won't change God. We are not needed. Oh yes. We are not needed. None of us is important. We are not needed. If you don't pay your tithe, it won't change God. If you don't give offerings, it won't change God. If you don't what again? If you don't come to church, it won't change God. In India, they even sit on the floor in church. If we, do, if we don't have church, it won't change God. Not, we are of no consequence to God. Israel, 1.2 million people. He told Moses, you know, they are orang, we say. He said, Moses, you know something? Stand aside. I will kill everybody and I'll start a new nation with you. Instead of Moses agreeing with God, he went to ask God, shall not the judge of the earth do right? Those are the people who prevented him from entering the promised land. God said, I'll kill everybody. Start afresh. Humble your heart. Humble your heart. You need God. God doesn't need you. Humble your heart. Humble your heart. Humble your heart. Humble. The Bible says, let no man think of himself more highly than he ought to. But let everybody think soberly. Soberly, gently. Humble your heart. Do you know the people who are going to hell and God is still God? Humble your heart. You are too proud. You think of yourself as too great. Humble your heart. We are nothing. Bible says, what have you that you did not receive? What have you that you did not receive? And he said, if you received it, why do you behave as though you didn't receive it? Did you wake yourself up this way? If you to wake up, you cannot wake yourself up. You don't even know how you woke up. Humble your heart, I beg you. Let us serve God in righteousness and in true holiness. And if you make a mistake because you are a human being, ask for forgiveness and move on. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For in the grave, there is no work, there is no device, there is no knowledge, there is no wisdom. Where you are going, <laughs> Look, you know, you cannot be sure whether you have a child or not. You cannot be sure whether you marry or not. You cannot be sure about so many things, but the one you can be sure of is that you die. Yes, yes, yes. That's why Bible says everything saved by the grace of God. You cannot be sure that you won't divorce. You cannot be sure that you marry. You cannot be sure that you even be alive by tomorrow. Most things we cannot be sure of. Truly. But the one you are sure of is that you die. So let's save God. I read a book by Rejoin. I said, in heaven what qualifies you for a throne are three things your humility your service to god and your love this is i notice about myself that i choose to love more choose to be loving more 
And I just want to be happy and not so angry with people and this, that, 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 that. When I'm angry, I control myself. Ah, the one that I take a decision. Not in anger, but decision. <laughs> not angry decision, just decision. Without the anger. Those days, I may be angry and not take a decision. But now, I don't get angry again. I watch you. The one that I say, you know something? Here comes the bride. I'll be singing to you. To, to let you know that I'm not angry. As I'm sucking you, I'll be saying, oh, bring him some ice cream. Hey, why haven't you got to serve him with uh, kebab? Nicely. Decisions. When he, some, somebody said, true authority doesn't shout. <laughs> they said, us. George Bush was defining uh, sending America to go and take over Iraq. He didn't shout. He just came to stand there as commander-in-chief of the U.S. Armed Forces and in uh, coalition of the willing. We are sending our ground crew to liberate Iraq from the... He didn't shout. Authority doesn't shout. It just decides. <laughs> Let's serve God. If it is the choir, the Bible says that if you are serving, if you are giving, give with simplicity. If you are serving, do it with joy. If you are um, showing mercy, do it with kindness. Just be happy and do your part. Let us serve God with all our might. If you are singing, sing, jump. Dance show happiness. Not that somebody is forcing you on saying, if your job is to welcome people, smile. We are tired of smileless welcomes. You may not even, even know that we are preparing you for marriage. How to re- uh, receive your husband when he comes home from work. Mm. That the dressing we are teaching airport stars. All apostles dress like this, dress like this. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, let the dress be tight, but people will, will uh, criticize me. People have been criticizing dressing in this church a lot, so I have to be careful about what I say. Yes. Yes. Me, meanwhile. We pretend that though church is the only place we see tight dress. So I don't know, hey! The devil is in church. So that's why I won't say it. Is there any complaints? You go and see the shepherd for the airport stars. Why they dress like that? Because there, people to see that is nice. So. Yes. We teach you so that at home with your husband, you can wear some for him. Not those hats with the hair in it. Oh, let me not get into that. Last but one. Set your house in order by ensuring that you depart from this world in peace. By you depart from this world in peace. One day, there was an atheist who died. And when he died, he was fighting the air at the time of his death. Screaming, you cannot take me, you cannot take me, you can't come here. In the hospital, 
So as he died, at the time of his death, then a nurse came in. And when the nurse came in, the nurse heard them discussing the man's death. Then she just asked one question. He didn't believe in Jesus, isn't it? Then they said, yeah. Then they asked, how do you know? Then she said, I've been here for many years. I have seen different people die. And he said, this is how those who didn't know Jesus die. They fight, they scream. They, they're agitated, they're afraid. But those who die knowing the Lord, they calmly. The Bible says, let me die the death of the righteous. You see, when you are going to America and you know that your bank statement was fake, your <laughs> passport is your sister's passport that when she went, she DHL'd to you. But now they do biometric. So as you are traveling with somebody's passport, you see that you are fake. Soon the profilers at JFK, when they see you sweating, they say, as you are walking, you are moving around. Look, those dogs they have at the airport, they are drag sniffing dogs. Eh? They are at the conveyor belt to Camo. The ones in the arrival hall is to make people who are afraid more agitated and then they'll catch them. Oh, yes. <laughs> so why is it though? Hey, you come, come. <laughs> because you know that there's something not correct about you, it will make you afraid to leave the world. Oh, Adoniram Jackson said, I go to meet my Lord, bounding towards him like a school child who has finished school. Those who know their Lord, they go happily. Look at the patriarchs. Before they die, they gather their children. They call their children around them. The Bible says they will bless their children. Then the Bible says they will gather their feet and they will go to be with their fathers. Beautiful. No, hey! They are coming for me. That will never be your story. Amen. You know, when you are going to die, you call me. <laughs> yes. I don't know why you are laughing. Uh, you think I'll, that I'll die before you end? You don't know. <laughs> Let me continue my preaching. You call me. I said, yeah. I said, apostle, it's time for me to go. He said, go where? See, the Lord is calling me. Then I'll tell you. Let us pray. When I finish, then I'll say, tell Jesus that we are also coming. That we cannot wait to see him. I don't know whether they believe in God or not, but even guys, they have a song. Recently, I saw a funeral poster. They have written New Ghost. <laughs> I said, What is a new ghost? <laughs> I said, What is a new ghost? Then somebody told me that in Ghana, is from that song. See Sahel like a new ghost who is going. Go and tell the older ghosts. 
something, 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 something. So I saw a poster directing new ghosts. <laughs> you see, when you call me apostle or apostle, you just say, I'm taking the lead. And I said, where are you going? He said, I sense the Lord is calling me and I feel I won't see you again. So I want to go and say, look, go in peace. And when you see Jesus, please tell him that we said we love him too. And we cannot wait to see him. That we are coming. That's what I was trying to say. Where you go, you are the new ghost. <laughs> tell Jesus that we cannot wait to see him. We may even tell you that, Charlie, we are envious of you all that you are taking the lead. You see, before Billy Graham died, I hear he used to say that he wants to die, but death is not coming. He cannot wait to see his Jesus. Make sure you live in peace. Finally, set your house in order by working while it is day. Because when it is night, you cannot work. John 9, 4. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. You see, so you should appreciate a church like this where every time you are being almost forced to work for God. Almost, not that we are forcing, but it's like, why don't you do something? Why don't you involve yourself in something? You shouldn't just come and sit down and go, why, why don't you join something? Some kind of involvement. While it is day. Because the night comes or a season of life comes when you cannot work. I tell single women and married women who do have children, don't cry. The day you miss your period, eh? from that day and for the next 10 years, you cannot work for God properly. Because the cares of this world and the cares of a husband, or not the care, the needs of a husband compete with the needs of God. Hmm. Share. Because a husband is like a type of God. He must also be worshipped. The Bible says the head of Jesus is God. But the head of the world is a man, so both are heads. <laughs> so what is there for prayer meeting? And your head of heads is calling you, but your junior head too says, I also have my needs. One day, a certain lady pastor was telling me, this is a true story. She was going for evangelism. Not, ev- look, not even visit evangelism to go and win souls. Her husband was a pastor. Also, not a lighthouse. She said, as she got ready, she has cooked everything for the husband. Though. She said, as she got dressed, I said, honey, honey, I'm going for evangelism. The husband opened Proverbs chapter 7 or chapter 6 verse something. Do you know the scripture he quoted that day on this day, even this very day? He quoted that the Bible says, the harlot, her feet abide not in her house. 
Jeremiah, she went to change back into house clothes. She said she was shocked. Another prophet, a member of my church, was going on missions to Asia. His mother was the top financier in this prophet's church. And of course, his mother didn't want him to go. So his mother said, go and see my pastor for counseling. Like, your pastors, we don't understand what they are sending you to do. So when he went, the prophet said he should fast for two weeks and come back for an answer. So he, he came to ask me that the prophet has going fast. What should I do? I said, fast. You should, you, should, you should obey every pastor. When he went back after two weeks, do you know the scripture the prophet quoted? He quoted from Acts chapter something where the Bible says that and the Holy Spirit forbade Paul to preach in Asia. <laughs> The Holy Spirit forbid Paul. You got to find something the Holy Ghost told Paul 2,000 years ago. I wish I could tell you the story has a happy ending. But two weeks ago, I heard he died two years ago. Oh, yes. Be careful about not serving God, especially about discouraging people to serve God. Today, that mission has a big check with the cathedral, everything. Be careful about not serving God. You will pay a price and God will still be God. It is to our benefit. He said, look, he told Jesus, um, Matthew 19, We can't read it. He told them. The rich young man. He said, I will follow you. He said, no, no, no. No, he asked them, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, oh, obey the laws. You know, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not then he told him, said, the first one, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Then when he finished, he told Jesus, I have done all these things. You see, obey God is one thing. Obey God doesn't impress God. Then Jesus told him, if thou will be whole, or if thou will be perfect, go, sell everything that you have. <laughs> And come and distribute to the poor because he knew the guy went and invested in bonds. So he told him, distribute it to the poor and come and follow me. And he told him, and in eternity, did the Bible say the man went away? Sorry for that, I can't do this thing. Then after he left, Jesus said, How hardly shall the rich enter the kingdom of God? The people said, Hey, if hardly shall the rich, then we the poor. Then Jesus said, It is easier for a camel to pass to the other. Then the Bible, when they went home, Peter asked that, Charlie, if we get riches, then Jesus Christ told him, don't worry about riches. He told them, he told them there is no man. That thing he told the guy to go and do, who has sold houses, lands, father, mother, like that thing he told him to uh, go and do, that the man said he can't do it. Who will forsake all this, and in this world, in some verses, a hundredfold, of houses, lands, days that in the world can eternal our life. The secret to serving God is you prepare yourself and you set yourself up actually to prosper. But Jesus hides it. He will never tell you that, come and follow me and be rich. 
you never tell you. But how many pastors do you know who are poor? How many do you know who are poor? Every pastor rather being accused of being too rich. <laughs> That's the main accusation of our pastors. That they like money. Meanwhile, they rather came to be poor. They, they forsook land. They forsook houses. They forsook Rather, the people who forsook mothers have more mothers apart from my biological mother. But as someone's mother-in-law, it's like a mother to us as well. By, see, by serving God, I've gained another mother. Same as father. Apart from my biological father, by serving God, Bishop, that has become a father to me. And the way I am, the way I am, as my biological father is dead, if I look, the, look, there are only two human beings I fear on earth. Up to three years ago, it was my biological father and my spiritual father. Oh, yeah. Those are the only two people I fear. Eight billion people, I only fear two. And one is dead. <laughs> if I didn't have Bishop, I don't know what I'll be today. It would have been good. See, a father controls you. That's what a father does. At the point, it's not even look for I don't know the last time my father gave me anything. School fees. He stopped paying school fees 1998. He doesn't give me school fees. Doesn't give me money. I I rather used to give him money to honor him, not, not because he needs it. Two weeks before he died, I went to give him he, 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 he even taught me a strategy. I went to give him some money. When he opened the en- the envelope, counted the money, he said, Hey. We are Rachel. Then he just made a comment. He said, I'll use this money to buy fuel. From that day, I learned that any money somebody gives you, keep it for fuel. It's, it is like some extra money that has come. That even before fuel became what it is now. I learned it from him. He said, hey, hey, you are Rachel. I'll use it to buy fuel. Extra money, you, you use it for fuel. I learned it from him. As he died, now because I came to serve God, now I only have one over eight billion who can control me. Oh yes, do I look easy to control? <laughs> no, but he's the only person I fear. Like when he passes here, I can pass here. Nobody else. Not my mother. It is my greatest blessing. And I have it because I came to serve God. I gained another father. I didn't come to lose a father. I grant again. As Jesus said. Because you know, the tragedy of life is to not be able to be controlled. The Bible says, he that has no control over his spirit is like a city without walls. It is a terrible thing to be uncontrollable. Like nobody can tell you that this is your profile picture, remove it. You see, what you don't know is if that's what's the problem, but the person who will see your profile picture and think that you are like your profile picture, the people who say that don't judge me by my profile picture are the greatest fools on earth. How how else should 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 we judge you? Is it a dwarf who came to post that thing on your status? You, you are what you post. You are what you post. You are what you post. 
You are what you post. You are what you if you didn't like you, you don't post it. Who posts something he doesn't like? Tell me. Tell me. Tell tell me. You see people writing on their status. Though we are posting, don't think we are the way. Please. Please. Then they'll play that song. I've been through a lot by grace. And there's some songs. Some God will say, I don't look like what I've been through. Then they use that one to please. You are what you post. You're telling the world. So when we look at your status, you need somebody. What do, so somebody will see you say, Hey, Charlie, the girl, no. this is how she now every listen to me. Everybody, there's somebody. If you meet the person, you will fall. Everybody. That's what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7. Said, I find more bitter than death. The woman whose hands are like bands and whose heart is a trap. Said that if a man's ways please the Lord, he shall be, he shall escape from her. Salvation says, the Lord shall deliver him from her. Because God knows that if you meet her, you will fall. So he will make you not meet her. Now you're going to advertise yourself on your status. Now such a man who may not have minded you, so you never fall. Now is attracted to you and is stronger than you. So that's where somebody comes to you and say, screenshot your status and send it to you. But by the time you have deleted it. Self-governance. Self-governance. You'll be shocked that before the person who should never see it would have seen it. And you you, you may not even go to heaven because of that thing. (laughs) Let's stand to our feet. Pray for yourself as we close. That you be prepared to meet your God. That you will be prepared to meet your God. By serving him, by winning souls, by establishing winning souls is one thing. Now establishing them is another thing. That maybe you've not won it, so by you helping establishing souls, turning many to righteousness. Say that you know the Bible says avoid all appearances of evil. So this thing you are wearing, it is not evil, but it gives an appearance of evil. So avoid it. Kalubashimaya. Pray for the gift of a person who can control you. Pray for the gift of somebody who will make you serve God with all your heart. Pray for somebody who will give you an opportunity to do something in church. Pray. It's Palm Sunday. Allow Jesus to enter your personal life. To take over your life. And to become your Lord and personal Savior. That your life may be changed forever. In a good direction. Oh, set your house in order. May you always be ready. Oh, 
I cannot hear you praying. Pray that you depart the earth in peace. Pray that on the day of your death, you that made peace with God. That you'll be so full of Jesus that stepping into glory would be the most natural next step. Oh yes. Oh yes. Pray for the ability to be controlled and controllable. He said, When I was young, I gathered myself and went with that whoever I would. But as I matured, another shall guide you another will control you maturity is to be controllable pray for the blessing of being controllable in the name of jesus and with every head bowed and with every eye closed on this palm sunday you want to say pastor pray with me i want to rededicate my life to god today i want to surrender and hand over my life to jesus Pray with me before I go home. Maybe somebody invited me to church. But I want to take advantage of this opportunity to not go home the same way you came. But go home with Jesus. Go home accompanied by Jesus. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you before we close. You want to rededicate your life to God? Just lift up your right hand. Is there anybody here like that? And I'll pray with you before we close. I see your hand, my sister. You want to rededicate your life to God. Today is a good day, a favorable day. Lift up your right hand and let us pray. If you've lifted up your hand, please do one more thing. Please walk to me in front and we'll pray together before we close. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Is there anybody else you want to join us? hallelujah let us pray together please say this prayer after me we are all praying together say lord jesus this morning i come to you just as i am please forgive me for all my sins and wash me in your precious blood from today i receive jesus into my heart to be my lord and my personal savior say holy spirit please come and live in me and help me strengthen me to live the life of a christian all the days of my life in the mighty name of jesus i pray with thanksgiving amen god bless you my sister what is your name vanessa Please go with our pastor. He'll talk to you for two seconds and then you join us again. Oh, clap and put your hands together for the Lord as we take our seats.